Cybercrime is lucrative. It's why things like phishing attacks, malware, ransomware, and business email compromise attacks are popular with cybercriminal gangs. It's because they can make large amounts of money from conducting these campaigns. But it isn't just cybercriminals which are using cybercrime as a means of making money. Some nation states are too. So which states are doing this? How are they getting away with it? And what needs to be done to stop them? I'm Danny Palmer. This is DeadNet Security Update, and with me to discuss nation states which are going rogue and committing cybercrime is Jana Blackman, Threat Intelligence Specialist at Venify. Thanks for joining me, Jana. So first of all, what states are engaged in this activity and what are they up to? Well, it's a good question. Um, well, specifically, we're talking about the North Korean nation state or the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, as it's officially known. Um, and it's using cybercrime as a way of income. So North Korea is under great financial and political pressure from the international community. And it has a very long history of bringing capital into the country via illegitimate means. Um, so for many years now, it relies on illegal activities to evade sanctions, uh, like counterfeiting or smuggling of metals and jams or drugs um, and all these kind of things. So cybercrime is just kind of a natural extension of this approach um, and the national military strategy of the regime. Uh, so North Korea is not really playing by rules and norms that are acceptable by other nation states. So if you think about it, other states have different ways of bringing revenue to the country, but North Korea doesn't have that. Um, it's, it's a small country and it's also isolated and disconnected from global economic trade and diplomatic engagement. So North Korea had to invest somewhere else and that something else became cyber capabilities. Um, so cyber capabilities became just a natural extension of, those, of the nation's strategy. Um, and it's only natural for North Korea to go after the money, which is like you said, cybercrime is one of those things and specifically ransomware is one of those, those things right now. So North Korea has different ways of bringing revenue to the country via illegitimate activities and cybercrime. Um, ransomware is one of them, executing distortion campaigns against individuals and large corporate networks in a wide range of countries and industries. So before we know that North Korea was using cybercrime and cyber espionage campaign against South Korea, mostly its natural target uh, and the US, but since cybercrime became so popular for North Korea, it started targeting more globally uh, financial institutions and banks. And yes, there's some of the most uh, infamous examples of uh, cybercrime cyber crime that's been linked to North Korea has been bank heists, uh, things like you know, the, the Swift heist and things like that, which have made, you know, they've made managed to walk away with you know, tens of millions of dollars, which uh, when is, is a lot of money for anyone. But I suppose you know, if it's a country like North Korea, where, you know, as you say, it struggles to generate any income, uh, that is 
but I guess it's just seeing that way as a way of making money because it is not playing by the uh, defined international norms. Exactly. So, as I said, many they have many different ways to bring capital into the country and different activities. So ransomware was another one example. Then the banking haste is another example, which again is one of the most famous methods uh, of North Korean APT groups like Beagle Boys um, that are using cybercrime to that is more similar to cyber espionage which is more complex and destructive in, in its essence, um, targeting international banking systems uh, like SWIFT and financial systems. Um, but they also started using other, other schemes um, that targeting cryptocurrency exchange uh, applications and companies around the world, which is a growing phenomenon for the North Korean APT groups when they use, um, they, they distribute malicious cryptocurrency exchange applications uh, or Trojanized documents in order to target uh, individuals or corporate networks where they gain through these malicious applications, they gain entry to the network. And then from there, they try to steal cryptocurrency from the victims and kind of laundered them through hundreds of illegal or kind of small transactions, cryptocurrency transactions that are really untraceable and very hard to, to track and monitor because of, of course, the, um, the, the, the characterization of cryptocurrency and the fact that it's so decentralized. Um, but yeah, along with that, we have examples of them using also ATM cash outs, as well as uh, crypto jacking, which is characterization of other APT groups. Um, and again, they have different ways of performing these, um, but, and it's really, really hard to kind of quantify how successful these attacks are because of how little access we have to any knowledge that is related to North Korea. But in 2019, a group of experts in the UN Security Council uh, issued a report uh, that estimated that the country has raised at least $2 billion through cybercrime between 2016 and 2019. Um, and to be honest, some, some estimate that there is a really big um, acceleration in the pace and the intensity of this whole online threat uh, from North Korea and a really big increase since 2017 when we've seen WannaCry. WannaCry is one of the key things here. I mean, a lot of people probably know about WannaCry. Now, here in the UK, it claims the National Health Service as a major target. What a lot of people might not know is that the WannaCry was launched by North Korea as a ransomware campaign in an effort to try and make money, uh, which you know, they, they think, I think they made about $130,000 in the end, which by today's uh, Bitcoin rates is almost nothing. But uh, they caused a lot of disruption to make uh, uh, no, just a bit of money. And it seems that you know, it didn't matter to the, the attackers about you know, people who were having their you know, hospital appointments canceled because the uh, NHS systems were infected by WannaCry. Uh, money was the 
aim of the game and it just goes to show that i suppose that there's no uh, barriers to uh, who they are willing to target in, in in this case. I mean, there's some there's some arguments that uh, um, WannaCry maybe span out of their control, but they were trying to make money with the use of ransomware. At the end of the day, you're completely right. So since WannaCry, we see a really big spike in uh, in the attacks coming from North Korea uh, with all the different techniques and campaigns that we mentioned before. Um, and we see that they're more destructive and uh, more careless in their in, in essence. Um, and this includes the recently reported uh, VHD ransomware that targets different platforms, including Mac OS and Linux, which is really different and kind of a cool twist um, that they target not only Windows users um, and they use extortion campaigns in order to uh, achieve Bitcoin, um, and they not only threaten to lock the data uh, and encrypt the data without giving the key to uh, to the victim, but they sometimes threaten to execute longer attacks and ask for payment for the future to prevent these attacks from occurring, uh, and sometimes they threaten to leak data. So it's not only in terms of locking it or, or, or encrypting it, it's also about exposing it to competitors and to any online user, uh, which is again, a very scary thought that, um, that this is a common threat and becomes a common threat from North Korea. And in general, I think that what we were talking before, I think that kind of a natural extension of the whole strategy of the nation to go where the money is. And ransomware is, as we all know, where the money is right now. And via the use of ransomware attacks, they can uh, get hold of a lot of uh, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency. And cryptocurrency has come up a lot uh, in this discussion, be it you know, ransomware, stealing it, or crypto jacking. So how important is uh, the whole cryptocurrency element here to North Korea? And what is it about cryptocurrency that uh, is so attractive to uh, the North Korean regime? Now, you mentioned earlier that it's difficult to trace. And I suppose that's got to be one of the key points for, for the regime, because if they are bringing in this cryptocurrency uh, and because of, because of the sanctions on the country, they don't want others to know where this money is coming from. So with, with cryptocurrency, they can more easily uh, hide where, where it's coming from, but yet they can still use it to conduct uh, other economic activities. Yes, that's true. Um, I think that. Well, first of all, cryptocurrency, uh, digital currency in general is kind of an enabler to many attacks uh, and it allows attackers to kind of cash out easily um, or more easy uh, from the victims. Um, and of course, what, what we mentioned before, the decentralized uh, and lack of regulations around cryptocurrency enables these schemes um, to go unnoticed. And it's very hard to track cryptocurrency. I mean, once it's gone, it's gone. It's not like a banking system where you have traced and you can follow back. Um, it's, it's just much harder 
And that is one of the reasons why uh, an attacker or a North Korean attacker would use that. Um, and again, they use hundreds of, of transactions to make it as untraceable as possible. Uh, and I'm thinking that, okay, they, they always, oh, sometimes, or most of the times, or even always, they have someone who's helping them um, in other countries. So they're not doing it alone. They have some proxy actors that are helping them to execute these attacks, um, whether it is in ransomware and cryptocurrency, but also in actual ATM cash outs, which is someone physically helping them. Um, and well, these type of attacks. So once uh, the North Korean regime has got hold of uh, this money via the various cyber criminal means, what is it using this money for? Because it's obviously very intent on making as much as possible. And that has to be going somewhere. That's going to be invested in, in, in something. So is there any clues as to what this is actually being used to fund? So that's a great question. Um, I think that there is a few ways of looking at this. So first of all, I think that cybercrime is a very good way for us to look at North Korea. So we don't have a lot of access to what's going on inside, inside North Korea. Um, we don't have uh, actually no resources about um, North Korea. And it's kind of a prism to, to what North Korea, the state itself is interested in at a particular moment. So we see that um, whether it is a cash flow or a, in, in the middle of the pandemic, North Korean APT groups were targeting COVID-19 research uh, institutes and health uh, institutes to get um, access to these type of researches. Uh, so we know that every particular moment that we have a certain angle on cyber on cyber space that North Korea is targeting, we can understand a bit more about North Korea and its um, national needs. So we can, we can estimate or we can most likely estimate that the income from any cyber criminal activity goes to the nuclear funding, uh, the nuclear development funding. And it is a state um, statement. <laughs> North Korea is obviously the prime example of you know, cybercrime funding economic activities uh, by a state. But is there the risk that other rogue states uh, could see this and use it as a tactic as well? They can see how well this is working and think, oh, we want to do that as well. Or, or is this already happening? Well, um, I think that right now we don't have any evidence of this occurring. Um, we do know that nation state players like Russia and China have a few examples of monetization along with cyber espionage, similarly to the North Korean case, but these are more opportunistic and kind of associated with corrupted personnel. So not as a state strategy um, that drives income for the government, for the state. Um, but this might change. I mean, some countries that are under pressure, under political pressure and economic pressure from the international community can 
adopt this model if they see that it's very successful and it brings a lot of income to the country, then they might adopt this model and use it for their own propping up their, their state. Um, countries like Belarus or, or other countries. Um, and it's uh, again, a scary thought that anyone in the case of North Korea right now, anyone can be a target of a nation state group, even an individual person. That's a key point here. And I suppose to sum up, uh, what should uh, organizations be doing in order to uh, help protect uh, their networks from uh, cyber attacks like these coming from North Korea and any other uh, sort of hacking group out there, be it nation state backed or a cyber criminal ransomware gang or anything in between? Well, I think that it's really important to keep in mind that this is an actual threat. I think that usually companies are more scared or prepared for criminal gangs targeting them. Um, and I think it's important to be aware that they might be a target of a nation state as well. Um, and by saying that, I think that there are there is a need of knowing your threat. So knowing the threat actors, knowing the TTPs, tactics, techniques, and procedures that they're using, um, and how do they do whatever they do. So and to do that better, I really call the security community and the international community to share any intelligence, any threat intelligence about what North Korea is doing uh, so that other people will be able to prepare and be more and, and be more prepared for it and defend themselves against these scenarios, which are probably not even in their uh, awareness at the moment. Well, hopefully anyone watching this will take that information on board and be able to help protect their, their network from cyber attacks, no matter where they're coming from, I suppose. Uh, thanks for joining me, Yana, on ZDNet Security Update. And for more information on, that, on cyber attacks, cyber crime, and how to keep your network safe uh, and secure, be sure to like and subscribe to the ZDNet YouTube channel. And of course, there's plenty of news, articles, and other features on ZDNet.com. Thanks for watching.